2: Come on, tell me y'all Do you really y'all. think that, do you really think that The world gives a damn about you Hell yeah. no it don't Get to people Who you gonna turn to Who you gonna turn to, me? Gonna yeah. Turn yeah. to yeah. Listen people You better take a look at yourself yeah, yeah. yeah. Talking to my people nice, But you just don't what living like at. you're living, living like you living, caught up in the make-believe, lost in ghetto your dream, people. Ghetto. ghetto people, stop giving up ghetto your self-respect, respect. stop it, ghetto people, talking to my people, yeah, well, I can take some strange turns on you, living with the things thrown at you a day that's not worth having. Chances on the shore falls a breeze you not ever come to feel what you need when what you really want inside can only come. Gonna turn to next. So tell Geto me people. people You gotta take a look at yourself. Yeah, get some people. people. Where do you wanna be? Where you wanna tell be? What your life is. What's with your life? Running like a redis. Running system. like a redis.
3: But there were others as well as Tymere, Punt and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured a libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zonghai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankarae at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. Hope hope everything is well with you today. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope you had a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hope the weather was accommodating for you to do it. But, of course, if it was not and it had to get done, it must be done, then you got it done. That's for sure, and you did it safely. So keep on getting it done, y'all. That's for sure. Keep on getting it done. This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, or any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcast. Click on that. The drop-down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. Also, too, you can go to whatever your you know your search engine is, go to their search engine and put in Babaoshi.net. B A B A O S H I dot net, Baba Oshi.net, and once again there will be programs that are dated and titled for your listening and knowledge, acquiring a knowledge. <laughs> uh, other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening. This program, once again, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. On Tuesdays, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers from 8 to 10 on Tuesdays. Then on Fridays, it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard from 8 to 10. And then Saturday from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council. And then on Sunday at 7 p.m. Once again, it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. We Buy Black. We Buy Black. The largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses is WeBuyBlack.com. You can get everything you need from American African-owned businesses. On WeBuyBlack.com. And as I say to you, we here in the Atlanta area where it's based, webuyblack.com is based. They're still asking for donations to open up a supermarket where we have the ability to put products in there that are produced by us, where we can have those brothers and sisters who do farming, where they can put their produce and other stuff by, by us. Yeah, I know. WeBuyBlack.com. Africa for the Africans. Brother Bomani Tahimbas is ready to take another trip this November. And November will come quickly. But if you want to go, contact him. Get your monies in. You can can pay in once a month. Okay, going to Tanzania. The trip is only $3,800 per person. $3,800. And the time is November 17th to November 28th, 2022, Tanzania, or some people pronounce it Tanzania, but it's Tanzania. And um, Mount Kilimanjaro and get all kinds of good stuff that you'll be checking out um, in Tanzania. Then, uh, December 24th to January 5th, 2023, and this is $4,000 trip to Ghana, to Ghana, West Africa. And then, um, March 30th, to April 10th, 2023, $3,800, $38, $3, yeah, right, <laughs> $3,800, going to Senegal and Gambia, <laughs> this was the trip that was postponed this, uh, this past uh, March, and um, so there's those who have decided, I think there's a number of them based upon what I understand, who are still going uh, March 30th to April 10th, 2023 to Senegal and Gambia. Then uh, May 24th to June 5th, 2023, $4,000 to Ghana again, May 24th to June 5th. And then July 20th to July 29th, 2023, $3,800 to Liberia, going to Liberia. and Then November 16th, November 16th to November 27th, those days sound familiar, don't they? But it's not 2022, it's 2023, going to Tanzania. The same time frame, same dates, almost. Just the date ahead, or date before, the 17th to the 28th. This is the 16th to the 27th of 2023 to Tanzania. For still $3,800. And then December 24th to January 4th, 2024, for four thousand dollars going to south africa brothers and sisters once again everything you need is on the website go to africa for the africans.org and if you want to see pictures of previous tours go to facebook.com forward slash bomani if you want to see videos of previous tours go to youtube.com forward slash bomani 2007 you know even when you go on a website uh, he he updates the website consistently so the pictures you'll see are the most latest pictures but I mean if you want to go through the archives of pictures man believe me you should okay that's Africa for the org. Habesha helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad Habesha incorporated brothers and sisters they have done the work and continue to do the work and uh, with the Habesha Works Program, Black Trial Roots, Sustainable Seeds, Golden Growers, and the Urban Green Jobs. And, of course, the Kashi Project, which is being launched October 8th through the 17th. You can go to Ghana, West Africa, and check it out for yourself, the beautiful things that have been done, the chalets that have been built, the, uh, the buildings that uh, for education and agriculture that have been built. For more information, go to Habesha and forward slash Kashi, and you'll get all the information you need. All right? All right. The Ledge Program, Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. Brothers and sisters, go to the Ledge Program. Man, I tell you, you know, that's the deal. Because they deal in areas of human existence, four main areas of human existence, which is food, water, because you got to have food. But more importantly, you even got to have water because you can live a little while without some food, but you can't live without water, clean, clean water, clothing, and, of course, shelter, food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 12 programs, 12 projects in six different countries with over 170 employed and over 260 members. Brothers and sisters, go to com. A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I dot building institutions at bb mecom and uh, they have a number of programs go to the website at bb Pharmacy S-M-A-I F-A-R-M A-C-Y smilepharmacy.com Brothers and sisters, Brother Jabril, contact him. You can give him a call at 731-327-6229 and talk about the things that are happening with you. He can give you a consultation and give you information that you'll need, you know. He'll give you information that you need. So give Brother Jabril a call. If you want to drop him an email, if you feel that's better, then email him at S-A-M-S, excuse me, S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. At gmail.com. It's my pharmacy. Ah, yeah. Well, Dotas, Healthy Market and Juice Bar located in the West End here in the Atlanta area. Um right down the street from where I live here in Atlanta. I live on Cascade and Wadatta's on Ralph David Abernathy in the West End area, right across the street from Soul Veg, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna, which is now open, uh, particularly on Friday and Saturdays from 1 to 7, on Friday and Saturday, and 1 to 3 on Sundays, and believe me, they have clothing, furniture, books, figurines, all kind of stuff, okay, at the Shrine of the Black Madonna but Dada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar has smoothies and health drinks and pastries on On weekends on uh, fr- uh, Saturday and Sunday they have vegan food that you can buy that's Wadada's give them a call at 404-444-1635 404-444-1635 the Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall Mama Nia, give her a call she's my she's a dear sister man beautiful sister Give her a call because he has books, postcards, green cards, figurines, t-shirts, all kinds of good stuff. So give her a call at 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. The Mendu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Black Dot Cultural Center Bookstore and Coffee Bar located in Lithonia. That's east of Atlanta off of I-20. I-20 East going towards Augusta, Georgia and brother gazemde achamou the proprietor good friend good man good brother give him a call at 770 305 6373 that's 770 305 6373 the black dot cultural center and bookstore and coffee bar the new black wall street market located here in atlanta that's even east of where the brother the black dot is look right off of i20 and uh, the next exit up, rather, the next exit east, which is exit number 75 at Turner Hill Road. You make a right at the exit, go down three lights, make another right, and on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. Us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa. Us lifting us, my good friends, my good brothers, my brother, brother Akima, and yeah. Good brothers and sisters at Us Lifting Us, the Economic Development Cooperative for our people. They have a Thursday night broadcast every Thursday night at nine, from nine to ten on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio dot com forward slash U L U, Us Lifting Us, Thursday night broadcast. You also can call in to listen or call in to make your questions or comments or concerns by dialing nine two nine that's 929 477-2789 that's us lifting us Homeland Village Cultural Gift Shop and all kinds of stuff (laughs) Brother Abija's got it going on man. He's not open on Mondays he's open from Tuesday to Sunday 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. in Macon, Georgia 2019 Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia give Brother Abija a call at 478- two five six one one six six that's four seven eight two five six one one six six the homeland village and cultural gift shop they got it going on in Macon Georgia Sun God your one-stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park Georgia and it's inside the international discount mall booth 225 for, for for more information. Give my good sister, Shelly Amon said, a call at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay Dash Sister Gabby, can't say enough about the work she has done and doing. In the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti. Uh, the beautiful children, when you go to the website, sanjay-haiti.org, to see them. The educational program, the health component, the uh, sustainable agriculture, and the entrepreneurship. They're just beautiful. So go to the website, Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E. Sanjay, oh, what the hell is this? Sorry about that. S-O-N-J-E dash a y i t i dot org Sanjay dash H-I-E-T dot org Baba Baruti I I missed him yesterday he was presenting at the um, I know he was presenting at the uh, what you call um, homeschool presentation he did Um, but hey you know, one thing is ongoing, and that is his school, the Educational Center, the african Center Online Homeschool Tutorial. You know, the Ackerman Institute is a full-time African-Centered Homeschool program beginning its 24th year of operation. Courses include math, language, arts, science, social studies, including African and American African history, and the game of chess. Courses are taught by instructors who have experience educating elementary through college-level students. And who is this program for? Those who are in fourth grade to twelfth grade, from fourth grade to twelfth grade. When is it? It is this year, the the academic year of 2022 to 23. And where is Zoom? So it can be wherever you are, you you can be educated by one of the leading African-centered educators in this country. Baba Baruti and his lovely wife, Mama Yabarudi. Give him a call at 404-753-7237. That's 404-753-7237. Or email at Ya at oh, Yahoo or Mawalimu Baruti at Yahoo. Okay? Okay. Here's some other stuff that they're involved in that I've read. Uh, yeah, I missed that. The 11th Annual... Uh, Liberated Minds Black School, Black Homeschool and Educational Expo, where he did a presentation on the reconceptualized identity of a warrior educator, which he is. But he has, um, the, <clears throat> the quarterly programs, and this is going to be the Saturday, August 6th. Saturday, August 6th, titled as Warriors. Negroes and lost souls from twelve noon to two PM Saturday to sixth and to register, uh okay, make sure you make your ten dollar donation for adults and five dollars for warriors and training, you know, via PayPal or or Cash App and include in per include the pertinent information which is Warriors, Negroes and Lost Souls, your name and your email address so you can get the link. Okay. And so that's from twelve, um, from twelve to two, and then from four to six. And yeah, her program quarterly, her sister quarterly, our life lessons equal life blessings, and that's going to be the same. That's going to be the same day. And of course, you uh, send your ten dollars or five dollars for teens, you know, to PayPal or Cash App. Include your pertinent information. Our Life Lessons, your name, and of course, your email address so they can send you the link. All right. And of course, in a a few more months, November 19th, from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., Kibuka, honoring the Middle Pastures through the eyes of our ancestors. I'm telling you, it's deep. Remembering the middle passage through the eyes of our ancestors. Honoring those brothers and sisters who suffered tremendously. We do not know their names, but because of them, we are here. It is a man, it's an emotional, very moving ceremony. So we'll continue to announce that. Hopefully, we maybe get Baba Rudy on the uh, program again soon. You know, so we'll see. We'll see. The Nye The N.A. Say brothers and sisters of revolutionary thought. You know, I tell you, yeah. the N.A. Say of revolutionary thought. In fact, I'm going to read a few of them today. You know, today is the 25th of, of July. Every onlooker is either a coward or a traitor. Every onlooker in our situation of those who don't do nothing is either a coward or a traitor. Franz Fanon. For those who are cowardly enough to make the argument that we should not be talking about war with Uruguay in military terms because of the technological destructive advantage, just look around. Just as they have always done on the international scene, they have been consistently, intensely, and consciously preparing for domestic war for decades. So it makes no difference whether you claim that a military victory is impossible against their greater military might or not. They are coming. If an argument is all it takes for you to knuckle under to confusion, then you will never secure then you were never secure in your knowing. It was only wishful thinking that came out of a frustration over not being Urugu. So, if this exercise is the logic behind your defeatist attitude, the only choice you have is of whatever you and those who are responsible for safeguarding are prepared to die easily or with any degree of difficulty and dignity. If an enemy is determined to kill you, foolishly pointing out that they have the capability of doing so, whether real or imagined, only affirms that you have already surrendered to defeat. It is evident that you live only with the blind hope that you will somehow survive the massacre and that for some unknown reason you will be among the pets mercifully selected to serve them in the aftermention. In the aftermath of course history bears out the fact that such generosity is not in Yerugu's nature and has progressively become less so no your ass is gone affirm i am not an onlooker i seek solutions within the fray affirm i am not an onlooker i seek solutions in the fray Spirituality is about how we think, how we behave, and how we treat others. The only way to think spiritually is to learn and to come to know spiritual principles. You are behaving spiritually when you are living the spiritual principles you've learned. Most importantly, spiritual people treat others with respect, fairness, and kindness. William Dempsey and Bakari Atiba. The human mind is only capable of sanely working within one domain, one cultural domain operating system. Any other cultures, thoughts and behaviors are filtered through and or sanctioned by the dominant cultural operating system. For most Africans, the domain the dominant cultural operating system is Urugu's. More and more of us have convinced ourselves that we can solve this problem of dualism by ascending into a fantasy that gives us a godly individual mission of spiritual self-elevation. And in doing so, these Africans have convinced themselves that European culture is no longer defining their existence or guiding the form, their transformation into a higher planes takes, what higher planes take. The divine individualism that they so hopelessly run toward in order to avoid the responsibilities of confronting the enemies of our children and their future has freed them to excuse themselves from being responsible adults and members of an African community that is working towards sovereignty. The only pertinent problems for these divinity aspiring individualists are problems of the self. Character and accountability to others is irrelevant except has to cover to conceal their self-centered inhumanity. This spiritual escapism is a religion of me. In it, there is no we. There are only competing versions and visions of the one for these spiritualists. Regardless of version or vision, the one is only concerned with them and their peace affirm I am guided by the spirit affirm I am guided by the spirit man I tell you these Negroes yeah July 25th the right of men to enjoy the right of men to the enjoyment of freedom is a settled point And where he is deprived of this, without any criminal act of his own, it is his duty to regain his liberty at every cost. It is his duty to gain his liberty at every cost. William Wells Brown. There are still Africans in this world who have no fear of Europeans or their way. There are still Africans in this reality who refuse to compromise our children and ancestors for the delusional comfort afforded those who worship evil and disorder. They have not forgotten how to live and die for what we believe in. Those Africans should be honored above all others and our services warriors and scholars should always unfailingly be in their footsteps. I say, affirm, it is my duty to regain our liberty at any cost. Affirm, it is my duty to regain our liberty at any cost. Brothers and sisters, the enecesim of daily revolutionary thought. Yeah. Today is the birth date of Emmett Till they They didn't say anything they mentioned him Till a couple of times within the last few days, and that 's because, of course, uh Carolyn Bryant had recanted her testimony some years ago, and there was a warrant for her arrest that was never served. It became known and it became exposed and so forth and and it's trying to be served, but of course, Mississippi is not going to do it she's eighty something years old. She is still living, but they're not going to do it. The state district attorney and so forth said they're not going to do it. There is nothing new, you know, to do it. But even though you could, uh, you know, the fact that she recanted, you know, her statement. And, uh, I mean, after all, you know, people have done stuff way back. When that is because, you know, there is no statute of limitations for murder, you know, kidnapping. That's what they did. They kidnapped him and murdered him. no statute of limitations for those things, you know, And and look at Bill Cosby, what he did. And he didn't murder anybody, you know, he didn't murder anybody, but he did some heinous things, you know, to me, which should be punished. I I'm, I believe in, you know, justice, but of course I understand that there is no justice in this system. It's just us, you know. And so I know that the double standards are pervasive in this system. Constantly has, always has been, always will be. Let me say that to you out there who are not just the brothers and sisters that listen, because y'all know this. Because I know a lot of times when I'm on this microphone, I am truly speaking to the choir. You know? But just in case some of those Negroes are listening, or anybody else, you no, know, there's not. There's not justice. Never has been and never will be. You know? So, So they can go um, fine Nazis the European Jews you know who claimed six million and I don't say that you know in a way that uh, I don't know if it happened or not I don't give a damn hell if one you feel was murdered that's you know sufficient let alone six million but what the hell I do know is the millions upon tens of millions that Africans have been murdered have been enslaved, have died, have been lynched. I do know that. But y'all can go find some, you know, some Nazi, you know, like Ily Wazal, the Nazi hunter, you go find some Nazis and bring them to to justice. Because some of them were here because they they had a chance to get out of uh, Germany, you know, escape the Nuremberg trials and live a life here, some Lived long lives here, you know, or just died here. Yeah, but no, not us. I mean, it's just like in Belgium. I mean, all the people in Europe. Period. Europe is 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 financial because of its rape and murder and thievery of Africa, and I'm going to talk about that again because I ain't. But this time I'm not going to talk about Europe. I'm going to talk about India yeah the indians them sons of bitches so yeah um so they're they're not going to do it uh a new documentary is coming out no a new docudrama. drama let me put it that way because there one came out about a few months ago um with um uh, women of the women of the movement i think it was called and mamie till and that was a good presentation uh, the sister who played Mimi too, she's, she's the one that I think produced it, uh, was well done, very well done, you know, um, just wow, you know, very well done. If you have a chance, I think you can go on Netflix, try Netflix. If you have Netflix, if you don't, I'm sorry. Or If you know somebody that does, please try Netflix and, um, uh, the Women of the Movement, I believe it was called. And uh, that was well done. And they got one coming out. I don't know if this is a movie or not, but they they got one coming out again uh, real soon. Had just as Wakanda is coming out November 11th, Wakanda Forever, you know. I seen the trailer. No, I seen the trailer. It looks like they're fighting some, uh, somebody citizen, uh, uh, somebody from the Aztecs or the Incas or the Mayans or something like that you know so I don't know we'll see we'll see Wakanda forever and I know they pay tribute to Chala you know they pay tribute to Chala I don't know how they're gonna um, you know how, cause how it ended last time and then now bring it forth we'll see I'm not quite sure they have a uh, going to have a, a, a nice production planned and storyline prepared and it's going to be moving and that's, that's that's cool that's cool I know some people talk about we're going to build a real Wakanda <laughs> you know when we hit our right minds and get out of that fantasy mind that's when you can build a real Wakanda and do it independently that's right no Caucasians at all none not a one no no Caucasians at all so yeah so Emmett Till's birthday is today he would be 81 years old and uh, tell you So you go to um, Wikipedia if you want to get a good rundown. I'm saying that Wikipedia has all of the information. You know, there's that court scene with, uh, with his Moses Wright. Uh, in the Sisters, the one that just happened, Glenn Turman, I mean, looked like Moses Wright, played him to a T. There he is right there. There he is, J.W. Milo. Yeah and the arrogance of them cats. And then, of course, once once the trial was over, because there's no, you know, double jeopardy, you, you've, you've been tried, and you've been exonerated. You were found not guilty. So now you can sell the true story, you know, to the tabloids, and that's what they did to Life magazine. And they talked about how they went and got him and, you know, beat the shit out of him, you know, shot him in the side of his head you know wrapped some barbed wire around his neck with a um, cotton gin fan you know otherwise his body was going to stay uh, down at the Mississippi River but fortunately it floated upward and I think it was the sheriff's son if my memory serves me who found the body And of course, then all the things that transpired after that happened. And and how Caucasian. So one thing that that troubles me is that many of our people still think, I mean, many of our people think that that was then. This is now that these same mindset, the same system, the same people, they they still... it is different because they sugarcoat it. They candy coated it. You know, this, sh- you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, we're going to talk today about um, Uganda. You know? And what's interesting is Uganda um, if you don't stop acting right right, here I am about to do this program and you're going to act like this what is up with this? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Man, come on now. You know, Idi Amin was the leader of Uganda and he uh, wound up kicking all of the Indians out. There's a good movie that you can get that deals with this. It's called Mississippi Musala. Mississippi Musala with Denzel Washington, and Charles S. Dutton. They have a business, a um, cleaning business. And uh, Denzel falls for this Indian young lady whose family were kicked out of Uganda. Here. You know? They were kicked out of Uganda. And, um, you know, so. Hmm. I know if I do what I'm have to do to get this thing working all the things that I have programmed on this thing will be gone and I'm going to really be angry Hmm. yeah and so they in in Mississippi they own a a liquor store and some other Indians of course own um, a hotel and if you have been in the South And even places in the north, you see that same scenario happening. They own a lot of businesses, and and you know uh, what they've become successful, and how they become successful is uh, they're supported of one another, and more importantly, they find ways to uh, limit the competition. And they've, because I mean, you know, in Uganda. They they were brought there uh, uh, by the British. And, and you know how I can't stand the British. Because the British have been made the world think that how good they are and, and that everything they have, all the things they did was their own doing and all this. The British are the son of a. <laughs> So by the the British. And the British in Uganda uh, found a way, you know, to uh, make sure. Okay, thank you, Lord, thank you. To make sure. (sighs) The British have found a way to make sure that the Indians in Uganda because they were brought there to work on the railroad found the way and and gave them benefit to the economic system Um, I got a couple of uh, articles I'm going to read the first one here is scholar narrates how Indians controlled Uganda's uh, economy brother wrote a book Uganda the Indian Colony 1887 to 1972 Is Brother um, Lungelio Go? I don't know how to pronounce it. But his new book is Uganda and Indian Colony, 1897 to 1972. It is a revelation for many Ugandans who don't know much about the international capital movements and have been enjoying the illusion of economic independence. The well-researched, provocative book comes at Uganda's marks. Fifty years since the expulsion of Indians, many people are still debating whether this was a fool's act or a brave man's actions. The book explains how the minority group dominated the country's economic as a sub-colonial until they were expelled. It also sparks debate about their return. Arguably, arguably, Uganda's leading history scholar, Professor Luganis. Okay. Arguably, Professor Professor, gives insights into commercial life during the colonial era when native Ugandans were structurally locked into poverty and milked in taxes and labor has the 50 indian families whose descendants arrived in the east african country has paupers benefited from their sweat with evidence the book shows how indians who were just 1% of then 8 million people who lived in uganda controlled 75% of the economy but only paid 5.4% in taxes and then repatriated all their profits. That means sent all of that money back to India. The author points out that between 1955 and 1972, there was an outflow of capital from Uganda of about 12 million a year, reaching a peak of 17 million in 1958. But how did the Indians do all of this? Did they have special business genius, Has is widely said? The professor simply states that Indians seized opportunities with legal backing from the British, perhaps a reward for fighting alongside them in the Mideast, in the, in the Sudan, and, and in Ethiopia. The author writes, promises, The author writes that the Indians had come on the promise that East Africa was going to be their colony. It was going to be theirs. When the promise was rejected, the British instead created a system that advantaged them. The colonial authorities repressed and eliminated indigenous social economic systems that had existed long before the colonization and ensure that Africans got no education that would help them learn and trade by which they could earn a living. The book also gives evidence-based um, cases in which Indians stole the, produ- the, the produce of the natives of the Ugandans. Ugandans attempted to fight for ownership of their economy by creating co-ops, but their efforts were thwarted by the Indians. In the story, British governor Andrew Cohen and then President Idi Amin Dada are heroes who put up authoritarian, authoritative resistance to Indian dominance. Cohen created a suitable environment for Africans to get involved in economic activities and Idi Amin ex- went to the extreme. He expelled them altogether. The book also interrogates the matter of properties. Some Indians were expelled without compensation, like in Kenya and Tanzania. Tanzania. But in Uganda, the government paid them off. However, many return and have been been making claims to properties. Some claims what never belonged to them or their families. They critically, criminally claim that these things belong to them, but they never did. By 1993, Indians return and are currently the major movers and shakers of Uganda's economy. In the past three decades, they have settled and are now pushing to, re- to be recognized as a Ugandan tribe. Oh, my goodness. Make it stop. Shit. Make it Stop no it never stops it only stops until you make it stop that's when it'll stop when you make it stop that's when it's going to stop otherwise no you'll still and you will continue to be treated this way individually and collectively until you become unified Once you become unified with a mindset that regardless we are going to work together we're going to do for ourselves we're going to build we're going to build infrastructure roads, highways Africa is going to be self-sufficient we're getting rid of all of the Indians we're getting rid of all of the Arabs. We're getting rid of all of the Koreans, all of the Chinese, all of the Caucasians. Only thing on the on on the continent of Africa will be Africans, as it was thousands of years ago. But different, because it'll be Africans communicating. Yes, they'll still have their traditions. They'll still have their languages. They'll still have but one thing, it ain't about, quote, tribe, if I love word I hate. It is about being African. It ain't about being an Igbo or a Shante or anything else. It is about being African. You can still hold on to those traditions and so forth, but the bottom line is, what's going to secure us, what's going to make us help collaborate with each other to fight back if necessary, is being African. African is being unified pan-Africanism or perish unify or die that's the bottom line family that is the bottom line so I'm going to get off into this article when I come back after the article I'm going to ask you to join the conversation so we can uh, learn more about these Indians who are in Africa. Yeah. So, all right, brothers and sisters, you're listening to Afra. You're listening to African perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on TimeForAwakening.com and BlackTalkRadioNetwork.com. We're gonna take a break, and when we come back, you'll join this conversation, brothers and sisters. You're listening to African Perspectives.
0: You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie on Time for an Awakening Media,
3: part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
2: 曾相遇
3: You are listening to time for an awakening media part of the black talk radio network for podcasts or live programming hit them up at time for an awakening.com welcome back brothers and sisters once again you're listening to african perspectives here on the motherland media network on time for an awakening.com and black talk radio network.com that was happier than sunshine on a lazy day It's my grandson he likes that song i do too yeah, that's my grandson's eye. And, of course, the last piece was the OG bounce, baby, because I'm an OG, so <laughs> I'm bouncing with it. The OG bounce. Yeah. Uh, other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening Media. This this program here is, uh, <coughs> excuse me, this program is here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And uh, on Tuesdays, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers from 8 to 10. And then on Friday, it is Time for an Awakening once again at uh, from 8 p.m. to 10, wait, from 8 until, from 8 until Time for an Awakening. And then, of course, then again on uh, Sunday from 7 p.m. until Time for an Awakening. The number to call is 215 215- Four nine zero nine eight three two two one five four nine zero nine eight three two. All right, let me read this piece, family, and then just stay on the line with me, because uh, I want to have some dialogue with you. I see the number of people on 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 here, so I appreciate that. It's not a long piece, so just bear with me, family. Uganda is fifty years after the expulsion of indians from india a typical downtown street in kampala 50 years ago almost all shops were owned and run by indians and some of the streets were named after their pioneered leaders august marks an important anniversary for two nation nation communities actually really one nation community and that is in ugandans and then of course the indians that live in uganda Who have been living there for some time. 2022 marks the 50th year since the expulsion of the Indian community uh, from Uganda in August of 1972, when then President Idi Amin Dada gave them 90 days to either leave the country or face unknown consequences. The 50 year mark, a golden jubilee for happier events, is a big deal for families of expelled Indians to whom the events of 1972 have turned out to be truly golden. It is a big thing excuse me family it is a big thing in Great Britain, Canada, Australia and other developed countries where the expelled Indians sought refuge and arrived penniless and through sheer hard work amassed fortunes. Besides festivities and Symposiums planned in different cities where these families settled. The BBC is doing a series on East Indian, East African Indians, East African Indians, who rose from destitute to great fortune in a couple of decades through resilience, despite arriving here with only the clothes on their back. Some during winter, having been born and raised in the permanent spring of Uganda on the equator. In Uganda, the country that called them exploitive and expelled them so that its indigenous citizens could take charge of their economic affairs. The jubilee isn't yet so golden, but the jury is still out. Still, even in Kampala, the expulsion anniversary is not totally under blackout. For one of the finest works of research about Indians Uganda was recently launched by the country's top history researcher and archaeologist and that's Professor, I can't pronounce the brother's name, Lungango. His work reveals great insights into the actual role the Indian community played in shaping colonial and post-colonial Uganda. In his book, Uganda: An Indian Colony, nineteen seventy-eight to nineteen seventy-two, uses statistical data to show how the Indian community exploited the economic setup and African agricultural producers. (coughs) Damn, excuse me, family. both ways as exporters of semi processed raw materials extracted from near slave labor and also a majority sellers of manufactured goods to the rest of the country at extorted prices although up to the prime time of Indians expulsion in 1972 there was a popular negative misconception that they were breeding excessively and filling up the country the truth is that the Indian community numbered at least 80,000 people having grown from 32,000 people who were brought into the new British colony to work on the railroad in slave conditions seven decades earlier. So from being 3% of Gonda's pop total population of 1 million before 1896 to 1901, their numerical strength proportionally had fallen to a mere 1% of the 8 million national population in 1972. Many had died from malaria, diarrhea, killed by wild animals, and another half opt to return to India. In the in its 50th year since the expulsion, the Ugandan Railroad, which they came to build 125 years ago, is dead, and most of it is buried in sands of time, both literally and figuratively. Reserve land meant for its expansion and modernization have been eaten up by present they land grabbers who have constructed modern shops, hotels, and homes. There are no trains running on the rails, though the Uganda Railroad Management continued to suck billions of shekels, from the national treasury in wasteful adventures like buying secondhand unusable locomotives because they are not compatible with the, uh, the metal gauge century old railway system. The, rail, the railways management has also failed to construct a much talked about standard gauge railway that would have worked in sync with the already one built in Kenya and, 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 and under construction in Tanzania from the seamless conductivity in East Africa. For 70 years, 1901 to 1972, when the Indian community virtually ran Uganda's economy, They enjoyed the privilege of social and political status above that of Africans, of the Africans, of the real Ugandans, and just below that of Caucasians, colonialists, and the new post-independent rulers in the apartheid style political and social structure. But the worst thing the Indian community business class ever did to Uganda in the colonial times was to frustrate and delay Africans formation of cooperative societies for that half century preceding independence in nineteen sixty two the Indian business class with th- with the help of the British unexploited the colonial economically lobbied successfully for for most of the time to take uh, to block the registration of cooperatives by and for africans for Africans cooperative societies were the most thai- and bleeming we promote it. I promote. But well, don't we promote us lifting us? That's the economic development. Cooperative. That's what it is. It's a cooperative. They understood that. It was only in the last century of colonialism that progressive governor Sir, Sir Andrew Cohen pushed for a full freeing of of the indigenous Africans, the cooperatives, and to drift away and and to rift other freedoms. Unfortunately, Andrew is mostly remembered for deposing and exiling the Kabuka of Buganda, Edward Mista, for three years in the mid-1950s for Kabusa's resistance to pre-independent federation of East Africa, among other issues. Although Idi Amin is accused or credited with expelling the Indian community, his directive was a blanket decree covering all foreigners who had not taken up Ugandan citizenship then. This was, in effect, an immigration measure that is routine and continuous in all other countries around the world. But the Indian community in Uganda, who held British and Indian nationalities and had to refuse to take up Ugandan citizenship, made up the majority of the people affected by the directive. This is why Idi means. Tough action is referred to as the expulsion of Indians, which is basically, which is really basically inaccurate. The move was shockingly because the 90-day ultimatum was too short a time for people to permanently quit a country they were born and grew up in. They were not allowed to take any money at the time when Uganda's shelling was strong and freely convertible abroad. their family but the compensation for the loss was arranged and if some or many other Indians did not get their compensation is another matter the assets left behind therefore legally became the property of Ugandan government which cast some doubt on the honesty of those Ugandan Indians who sought and repossessed properties after the fall of Amin's government in 1979. Also not always stated is that a number of wealthy Indian families never left Uganda. They left but at least not for long. These included sugar millers, a couple of industrialists, and a couple of prominent hotelers. The Ismili community in particular had always existed in harmony Local Ugandan communities, opening their educational facilities like the Ajikan schools and African for African children. Nobody raised eyebrows when well-known Ugandan or well-known Indian families fully repossessed their assets. Otherwise, the general feeling in Uganda is that many claimants of the properties of expelled Indians are either fraudulent or victims of fraud. Matters were not helped. That the height of the repossession in the 1990s coincided with the privatization, and some property took an unclear route to new ownership. Since some of these state enterprises had once been Indian property until they got nationalized, where they repossessed or privatized to persons of Indians' origin. Most important, however, is that many of them of, of the expelled Indians who became prosperous abroad, did not want anything to do with Uganda again. They never bothered to reclaim their properties and it was uh, an ambulance claimants uh, claiming to do it uh, on their behalf in many cases with the explicit instructions to sell after successful reclaim reclamation. The relevant position, a relevant question now is how Uganda is faring today as a result of expulsion. The immediate results felt even before the last Indian boarded the Exodus flight in Entebbe. Remember that one? Entebbe? Yeah. When When the European Jews, yeah. In November 72, was a grinding to a halt of the factories in the country. Manufacturing ceased, and most basic consumer products, such as bathing and washing soaps and bottle drinks and toothpaste, had to be imported from Kenya. Shops also emptied quickly, and soon, high street, the high, Str- the high street of Kampala that used to sport jewelry and, and classic products, started displaying pancakes and local banana juice to keep a semblance of commerce. The city and upcountry urban areas were commercially strangled, and fell into slum conditions for two decades, because the economic collapse came hand in hand with political confusion. Rehabilitation of public infrastructure did not take off for another two decades or so after the 1979 fall of EDR means military government. But again, the worst failure is restoring the economic normalcy has been the failure to revive the economic movement, the cooperative movement in a meaningful manner. Let me repeat. The worst failure in restoring economic normalcy had been the failure to revive the cooperative movement in a meaningful manner. Today, Uganda has thousands of savings and uh, consumer cooperative societies that promote consumption. These great farmers' cooperatives that were the engine of development in the 60s have never recovered. The cooperative bank was closed in the 90s, two decades after the expulsion of Indians. and And when a few years back, the Minister of Trade wanted to revive it and asked the Central Bank for reports of, of it in its closure. She was shocked to be told that none had even been made. In all, Central Bank has closed several, seven banks in the past two and a half decades, and there are no reports of, on any. It is taking long for sane macro and microeconomic management to be seen around these parts. And now successful families of Indians expelled 50 years ago must be thankful for the silver lining in their expulsion that they can take advantage of this whole situation again. Hmm. You know what to do, family. Hit star twice if you want to join this conversation. Hit star twice. If you want to join this conversation, give us a call at 215 215- four nine zero nine eight three two two one five four nine zero nine eight three two. We're not just talking about uh the colonization. Now we, if you want to talk about Emmett Till too and today is his birthday in that situation. Uh but we're not just talking about the expulsion of Indians and how Indians have returned and are still running the economy of Uganda because the economies of Africa in these so-called 54 states are still run by neocolonialists still run by the former colonizers by the French by the Germans by the Europeans and even by Indians who came there as laborers but who understood that they have to work together and they were given preference and they were given the ability to, to run cooperatives by the cooperatives of Africans being destroyed. Brothers and sisters, we have no friends. We have no friends. You want a friend? Go look in the mirror. And don't leave that damn mirror to you like what you see. I ain't talking about your arched eyebrows, the cleft in your chin, or the dimples in your damn cheeks. I'm talking about who you are as an African. Who you are historically and culturally. Who you are. And, and like yourself so much and love yourself so much that you love and like those who look like you. And are willing to work with those who look like you to struggle with those who look like you, to trust them, to believe in them, to work with them. We live in a very difficult time. I I don't know if this time is any more difficult than others, but I, I believe that it is because there was a time, even when I was, I was coming up, uh, the illusion was that times are good and you know, our times will get constantly get better for us and we will do better. Uh Europeans will not be so discriminatory and so mean spirited and, and so evil and, and the fact that how we would come up would show mm. Let me I got a call here, nine one nine one nine nine one nine. Good afternoon.
0: Hotep, okay, my brother hey brother, brother.
3: Okay. hotel dear brother how are you today doing good good
0: I tuned in I tuned in late but thank you thank you thank you so much for that good information
3: on Uganda well you're welcome um, dear brother yeah I saw it the other day and I said to myself yeah. I you know I want I need to bring this to the attention of our people. Because yes. you know, still we don't understand how manipulated we are on the continent and how these governments, these so called countries, are still run by former colonists or those uh who have been brought there to manipulate us. So yeah, you thank you.
0: Yes. I I, I, I thought about what to write Yes, what to write. You yeah, know, how Europe under Africa. Yes. So, as you were speaking, that's that's the first thought came to my mind. And when you look at colonialism and imperialism, the effect in Africa has been long-standing. Yes. Now, now, now with Uganda, the. Zionist Jews um, back in the 30s and 40s, 50s, and well, the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. They actually picked Uganda as a home for the Zionist Jews. So, so, I, I mean, Dada said. No, we would not permit the Jews right. to continue, not to, to occupy um, Uganda politically, socially, and economically. So, so um, Uganda has a very unique history, you know, and and I always um, think about. Um, the World Bank, International Monetary Fund. Yes. How these big conglomerates still control Africa Mm -hmm. even
3: today. Yes, sir. You know? Yes. And Mm
0: -hmm. Frantz Fanon wrote the book Wretched Other Earth. Right, Frantz Fanon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, and Kruma wrote the book on neo Mm colonialism you
4: know,
0: These things we are still dealing with today in Africa. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, And thank you for just, like, exposing us to the truth and the facts of what our people are still experiencing. Right on. You know, and I I appreciate um, the program.
3: All right, a, my brother. I'm going to shut up and hang up. You don't have to shut up Thank and you don't have you to so hang much. up, but you can just hang on and continue to listen. If you, and if you want to get back in, you know, hit star twice. I'll get you back in if you got yeah. another comment or concern, okay? Okay, Baba? Yeah. All right, yeah. dear brother. Thank just you. hold on. You bet. Thank you so much. All right. 505. 505. Good afternoon. 505. OG. Hey, my brother. How you doing, Baba? I'm not doing as good as you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but... <laughs> it's
5: always good to hear your voice,
3: O.G. Well, you too, Baba. You too, Baba. Yes, sir. <laughs> Check this out.
5: Check this out. Uh, talking about Emmett Till. Uh, I am three months older than Emmett Till. I okay. born in March, July. Okay. It's funny, uh, when you bring up Emmett Till, Something similar to Emmett Till almost happened to me in my mother's hometown, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. I think I was six or seven. And we were downtown shopping on Main Street in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. And uh, my mother was looking at some dresses in the store windows about 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. And I kind of got away from her because I was thirsty. And I went over to the water fountain. I couldn't read too dust. I didn't know colored white or nothing. I just saw I was thirsty.
3: Right on. Okay.
5: I knew something was wrong. My mother is very light-skinned, very fair, you know. Okay. And she turned blue when she turned around and she saw me drinking at yeah. the White Folk.
3: Yeah. The White
5: Folk <laughs> Boy. My mother turned, my
3: mother
5: turned blue, <laughs> man. She started screaming, oh, Lord,
3: what are you doing over there? Yeah, my baby. Boy. That's <laughs> it.
5: I said to her, that was the first time I've ever been south. I've never been down there before.
4: Uh-huh.
3: I said,
5: what's the problem? Yeah. Said, you can't drink at that time. I said, hey, I'm thirsty, man. I don't care, you
3: know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm here.
5: To my, my, my right, there was about three or four white women who were down here shopping, too. All these people wore glasses. That's an, I never forget. All these people wore eyeglasses. Mm-hmm. I, never, I never forgot that. And they looked at me with such disdain. Mm-hmm. And my mother my mother my mother almost pulled my arm out of my socket. Mm. And I said to her, Well, I don't know what was what, happening here. I was only down and we had just guys who were gonna be down there for the whole summer. School let out. The next day we was on a silver meter silver meter train heading mm-hmm. to DC first, then on to Rocky Mountain. So I don't know nothing. Plus they put us in the baggage car. Check this out. We got on the train I didn't know what was going on. I thought had all the black people sleeping in the baggage car with the baggage. You know how you get those boxes with chicken and stuff. We had these couple of chicken boxes, shoe boxes with food in it. Right. They got us in the baggage car. So I woke up early to take a leap about two o'clock. Everybody was sleeping, so my mother had us all boxed in with the legs and I, I didn't know, so I wandered into the. Uh, <laughs> I wandered in, I, I, wanted, and I, I want, everybody was sleeping on the train, so I wandered into the smoking, the smoking uh, uh cab Cop. or whatever. Yeah, smoking you know, the car. Uh huh. Smoking car with white folks with big cigars and, and the rug. I confess, I said, wait a minute, there's something wrong here. Why they got rugs and shit all over in you know? <laughs> So I started talking to this white man, but. Two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, and he started telling, asking me, he said, "How did you get in? You know, he said he had these big leather chairs. So I'm sitting there, so he he had one of the one of the uh, what do you call them, the brothers who carved us um the porters, the porters. Yeah, Philip yeah, one of the sleeping Randall, car, Randall,
3: yeah, Ace of so Randolph, yeah, so yeah so sleeping car porters. So
5: the, guy, mm-hmm. the guy rang hit the white right man that was uh, the trick. So I said, "I like a ginger ale. So he rang. He pulled the thing and what pressed the button and the brother came up and he almost had him. the brother almost turned right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you little nigglet, you little nigglet, what you doing up there down here. <laughs> I didn't have a I didn't
5: have a clue what was going sure. on. All I know the man was being polite. He invited me, you know, to have a a, a drink, but mm-hmm. I, I said I like a ginger ale. Mm-hmm. The brother the brother brought the ginger ale in on a tray on a on a little tray, almost dropped it. Yeah. And uh he went back to the baggage place where all the Negroes were, were were being where they were late. Right. Some other came breaking through that train. <laughs>
6: Boy, that train. you gonna she get yourself killed.
5: <laughs> Let me tell you something. The first day I was playing box ball when the Emmett Tilt, you never forget, it. when he was playing box ball on Bayman Street in Brooklyn, Reed Avenue. This guy named Bobby, Bobby, uh, uh I forget his last name, Bobby something. Like, he used to sell the Jet Magazine.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Remember the Jet Little Jet Magazine? hmm And he comes through, he says, Hey, we all about four or five weeks I'd be playing box ball up against the wall. He said, Look at this, man. Look at this. We looked at what is that? He said, That's yeah. it. That's, I'm here. That's the boy. Yeah. And, and 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 the the terror ran. I never forget the feeling. I never felt like that before. Since the terror just ran through our body like electricity, like yeah. electricity.
3: Yeah.
5: Emmett Till in the Jet magazine. I think it was in the center. Usually they have a pretty girl in the center. So right. They put Emmett Till in unfold. Wow. And we stopped playing boxing. I don't know what happened. To, we used to play with the Spaulding ball. I don't know what happened to the ball. Everybody just stopped when they everybody went home.
3: Yeah.
5: And he stayed in the house for days. Because we were so terrified of what we saw. And then the, uh Elame brought Mamie Till to Harlem to speak at the Harriet Tubman. Right. And we all got to talking to her for a long time. So she wrote a book, the whole night real sweet lady.
4: Very mm-hmm. sweet woman. Yes. Yeah.
5: But uh when you said Emmett Till, because I almost forgot, I used to keep up with the Emmett Till birthday. But when you said the day was his birthday, all those memories came back, right just flooded back like we Right on, yeah. yeah. That's the, I, yeah. I well, don't you
4: want to know, take up
3: all your time. You. No, no, brother, please, please, Baba. But um, they're they're going to do a new uh, dramatization. I don't think you know it's going to be a movie. Believe with whoopi
5: Goldberg, the one with whoopi Goldberg. I think so.
3: I think so. Yeah, I just saw her
5: on the view. She was talking about it on the view was she okay? There.
3: Yeah, I don't watch, but yeah. But they did one uh, uh, that aired a few months back, back in the spring. The okay. I think they uh, it, it aired on Netflix, the women yeah. of the movement, the women of the movement. Oh, yeah, and it focused oh, yeah. on, of course, that the sister, uh, <clears throat> Mamie Till. And, and yes. what she May went me
5: through, Mamie Till, till for what she went through, I saw her adult as a kid, my father was hot on all that. He said, "You see, you got to pay attention." But when she opened, <clears throat> when they brought that coffin in Chicago, all wrapped up, they had it all wrapped in. I mean, it was a mess. They had to the, damn dynamite to get it open. Damn hill. But uh, Mamie uh, Till, she came to New York one for to Albany for one one time. Then she came back. She wrote a book. She wrote a book. I got the book somewhere, I don't know where I gotta look for it. But she is one of the sweetest, roughest women that I've ever. Her and Fanny Lou Haney, when I met her too. But mm-hmm. Mamie Till, she told that story in detail.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: You know, and for, and and you know, she's up on the stage. People are asking questions and whatnot. But but uh, uh uh she she she's a she's beyond just being a strong woman. She's she's a tough cookie, man.
3: Yeah. And a yeah. sweetheart. I love positive, her spirit. A
5: real sweetheart.
3: Yeah, I love her spirit. She's a beautiful woman, man. I love her spirit. <laughs> She's yeah. a sweetheart, man.
5: But, but 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 when you brought it up, when you cracked, when you watched it, damn, Emma Till, wow. <clears throat> but uh, mm-hmm. oh, ain't nothing changed though. No, ain't nothing
3: changed. Ain't nothing changed, brother. You right, Baba. Ain't nothing changed. They man. just
5: changed. I was yeah. telling my son the other day; he's in California. I said they just changed the wrapping on on the i on the on, on on the on the bottle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Got a different wrapping, but they but but they haven't changed, and and not they ain't gonna change in my lifetime. I can right. see that right now. So, mm-hmm. but, but but uh, you know what you doing in terms of sounding the, the alarm Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. you doing that a uh, hell job. Uh, you and your boy uh
3: the research brother West Yeah Research West. <laughs> yes, sir. West. Brother, research West, brother, brother Jay. We got brother. some we got some characters, man. I love these men. I love them. Yeah, man. The and the sisters the research too research they're called.
5: Brother, that brother That brother's from England.
3: Right. Yeah, Brother Paul. Yeah. yeah. And then the, and this other cat
5: Ralph is it Ralph Ralph, yeah Ralph? man.
3: Love Ralph man. Ralph Wish is it, a man. good brother from Philly. I've been yeah. telling
5: people about your show every time I run into somebody man that I seem they gotta have a brain I said man, you gotta check this show out on Monday <laughs> Wednesday Friday
1: yeah. I said out
5: here it's 9 to out here it's 9 to 11 back east is 11 we're two hours behind
1: right and uh, a lot of
5: people on the turn. they, they they don't. These are old times, you know. They ain't. They ain't gonna call in too often. They just. They just comparing what's happening, what happened, what is, what's being said now, what right. happened before. Well,
3: I appreciate it. Now whatever they do, they just want to listen or they want to call in. Whatever they want to do, I appreciate it. I no, mean, yeah, I don't have a ratings yeah. thing. I, you so know, the reason, I,
5: reason why. A, a reason. Yeah. Reason why. A re, reason why a lot of them don't call in is like rehashing what they already know. Right. Right. And what? And what revitalizes them? The fact that. They said, "They said, well, everything, everything ain't lost because this cat got a show, and he's talking to a lot of younger. But these young cats, yeah. they don't have
3: a clue, right? They showed them, brother. They
5: live. They think they live in the American dream, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying?
3: <laughs> yeah, they don't understand that that American nightmare. But that, you know, you can That's continue my- to go on because they because they're doing it. Feel I got mine. You know, we we yeah. we wrapped up in the idea of individualism." America perpetuates individualism, materialism, greed, and violence, and they wrapped up into that, and and, and don't give a damn about brothers and sisters, or even old members of their own family. Could care less, you know.
5: But see, a lot of these, a lot of these old timers, most these are ball that the, the cast is still living. But a lot of them passed away, but a lot of these cats, most of my friends growing up was all we were all played ball, you
4: know. And mm-hmm. they,
5: and, they, and they, it, them, it, it blows their mind because I said, check this show out, listen to this format, man. And they'll call me back. He said, Damn, man. I mean there's cat there's a show that shows out not like because they don't they don't turn everything off really. Yeah. Baba little basketball, little little basketball game, something like three
3: on three and watch stuff. Everything else and I think they, they just listen man, it is what it is. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, Baba. Appreciate you, my brother. Continue to listen, man. I, I okay. I appreciate you. Continue to listen, dear brother uh 404 404 hey. to me, my brother Please yes suppress. sir research talk to me. research west what's up how you doing
1: yes sir yes sir <laughs> i'm still out here trying to uh i'll put my pieces in but uh like i'm trying to tell everybody we at war man this ain't no joke it ain't no joke so what yeah. a captain like you say what a captain trying to do break out of his prison the whole yeah. planet if you copper color we, it's a of a wall, man. Okay, I'm going to tell y'all a scenario. And this okay. is something I, a real soldier know, all right? Okay. I was listening to another program where a brother uh, uh, had his daughter with him and some of the family. They're in the store, and they in line at the checkout counter, his daughter behind him, and his daughter told him somebody grabbed her ass. Oh, right?
3: okay, so, yeah.
1: So look here, man. Mm-hmm. So a real soldier, like me and other soldiers, We already know from when we was coming up. You keep your woman and your children in front of you, man, Mm
4: -hmm.
1: wherever you go. You keep your women and children. Even animals know that. Keep the babies and your children and your pretty woman in front of you. So so you can protect her. No situation won't come, but no no president be messing with your folk, man. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's simple, man. I don't know if a lot of brothers didn't know it or not, but that's how you do. See, ocean with me. When I came in the world, I knew that because I had three sisters younger than me, man. And you, I had to protect you, man. I, I you just came naturally to me. and keep them in front of me wherever we went, man.
4: Yeah.
1: And but hey, hey, we at war, man. It's fun time to be alive. And I love a brother that just called. I think that's a brother in Arizona that's eighty-one years old, right? Yeah, yeah, that
3: Albuquerque, Albuquerque, New Mexico, man. He's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, he yeah, Albuquerque, New Mexico.
1: Send, send some books to us, man. I'm still waiting there for him to send us some books. Okay. That's what he said. So he got some books for me and you. When he comes to my house, I'm going to find you and get to you.
3: All right. Well, we're, 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 we're both here in Atlanta. But it's fun to be alive.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. It is. I sent you some articles, man.
3: Okay. If I, I oh. sent you
1: some articles, man, about the damn folk go to uh Canada to uh, right. uh apologize yeah. for the indigenous people. Right. What man. they did to them two 200 years ago. But they like don't want that. to go all the way back, Ocean, yeah. for what they really did. And the the indigenous person, he was apologized, was the imposter. Okay, some dude dressed up, some white devil dressed up like he was a real indigenous man. So it was all a joke, man.
4: Mm.
1: And then, since you talk about in the motherland, uh, I I wish our people over the motherland quit letting them go over there and hunt animals, man. Mm. Okay, even in, uh, what was that, uh, not Uganda, but the other place, Rwanda. Mm -hmm. Okay, they were smart. What they're doing now is, they charge the Europeans to come over there just to look at the gorillas. Man. So they make it money. That's smart. Charge them. Don't let them kill none of our animals. Because even somewhere I look, I saw plenty of times when they go over there and shoot, especially lions, them lions begin to attack their ass. Every week you hear about <laughs> one of them demons went over there and hunt that lion, the lion in up to the their ass. That's yeah. beautiful. Man. I love it,
0: man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Payback. <laughs> The big payback. Yes, sir. Even
1: animals. <laughs> look at the, right. uh, in the ocean. The shark. Well, look at it. Did you see that? You, see that? you see that
3: with them seals? The seals attacked. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. God <laughs> damn it. Give me some. This is my damn beach. Give me some beach, you bitches. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Even animals know yeah. uh, who the predators. Because I, I was talking to a brother uh, from the Congo. And he said, them gorillas are smart. What, them gorillas, they have to hide. The indigenous people over there, when they see a gorilla, they have to hide their thumbs, Because a gorilla know if you got a thumb, you can pick up a gun or something, uh, a weapon. <laughs> so them gorillas start attacking folks, and if they see your thumb, if you got a thumb, they coming at your ass. Now. they ain't playing, man. Right?
3: <laughs> okay. Okay, Wes. <laughs>
1: I love it, man. All right, I love you brother. Peace and bless. I'll let you too, brother. Talk, man. I'll All right,
3: you, peace. <laughs> 919-602. 919-602, good afternoon. Nine one nine six zero two. Good afternoon. Hello. Ain't hey, no you on home for a half an hour, man. Oh, you man. know my number. <laughs> Jay what's three four seven. What's, what's up, you? Jay? How you doing, man? What's hey, happening, man? Hey, hey, what's, no, what's... no. Listen, Jay. This is, <laughs> this morning when I was watching the news and I thought about you because they were talking about the monkey pox. And they said the the, the the way most people are getting the monkeypox are homosexual men. I was like, ma'am, Jay was right, monkey man." <laughs> giving That's the monkeypox. The monkey man, the monkey, monkey man, it <laughs> twisted sister. That's what they know.
7: Monkey men giving each hey, other it, the
3: monkeypox. <laughs> I
7: was like, Damn. It, and it's and it's running, and and I heard it's it's, it's at the point to where it's
3: running crazy over on the motherland. That's what they're saying. I've heard that, yeah, well, but I'm not, I haven't heard a lot of that in, 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 in the sources that I, you know, look at. That it hasn't been, I haven't seen that. I've seen it one time on the national news, you know, and but other than that, yeah, well, so I they, don't know. They're they gonna look for some way
7: at some point to exploit it. Man. Yeah. But listen, man, I, I, I was, I was thinking about you and Brother Ralph. This weekend, I was having a discussion with a brother. Matter of fact, it was two. It was two of us. It was matter of fact, it was a group of three brothers. And you know, we all supposed to be Pan Africanist, you mm-hmm. know, nationalists mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm an extremist when it comes to certain things, and I don't know. They they talk moderation and all that BS. I just laugh at him because, you know, it's a good conversation every now and then. You must have to keep these chops in order. Yeah. So we got to start talking about Africa and the continent.
4: Mm-hmm.
7: And um, the brother said, well, what should we do to change the dynamics of what's going on right now? I said, well, brother, what I'm about to say to you may upset you, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway, because I believe in my 58 years that this is the only thing that it's going to take to get us back on track to our glory and greatness. So I told the brother, look, we got to shut the continent down and we got to start killing millions of Africans. Hey. We got to get rid of the white that's, folks.
3: That sounds like, hey, you know, Jay, that sounds like the, the Chinese. It sounds like Mousy Tongue.
7: That, well, that's what, that's what I was getting to. I said we got to get rid of everybody. We mm-hmm. got to stars. after we get rid of everybody and those that don't want to get in line, we can't argue with them. We can't fuss with them. We can't do nothing. We just got to kill them right away. Mm-hmm. And then you got to go after the drug users. You got to kill them. And then you got to give those that you ain't killed the opportunity to get in line. If they don't want to get in line, you got to kill them. And then you got to rebuild your nation with with the borders and everything shut. No trade with no one other than Africans Mm -hmm. within the continent. Mm -hmm. And those that don't step in line and don't go about the one accord Of African sovereignty and nationalism you gotta kill them and at some point in time over hundreds of years you may be able to get it right and then you'll be able to become a sovereign people and be able to move forward on the level and be able to be at our rightful place at the head of this thing yeah And man, the brother, the brother got real, he got, he got real upset about, well, why would you want to kill your brothers and sisters? Because I said to him, in every war, there must be casualties. And some of our brothers and sisters are worthy of being casualties of war. They deserve to be taken off for the planet because they have no useful value to the liberation and the upliftment of our people. And it's a harsh thing and a painful thing to say, but it must be said. And let me tell you, Mao proved it. Look at China now, and let's be honest, everybody in the media, everybody talks about how America is a superpower and America this and that. Nah superpower in this country right now is China. It ain't America. America China can't do nothing to a America that America can't do to China, but the one thing China has the ability to do to America is destroy its economy. That's the drop of the hat if they decided to. What would happen if the Chinese people said that we would no longer do any trade with you. We would no longer manufacture your products. We would no longer do anything. What would America do? America America. would lose their mind and drop a nuclear, or try to drop (laughs) a nuclear bomb on China. Yeah. Um, Because the bottom line is, if you think about the relationships around the world, America only has relationships with people around the world because of their military right. equipment. Right. China has relationships around the world because, because of their of military equipment and their ability to, to produce, produce services produce. Production. for yeah. those countries yeah. and give production. Mm. We don't have that. So don't let nobody ever tell you that America is more productive than China. Always ask them this question, prove it. Mm-hmm. And they can't prove it. it. You you know what I mean? Because China has the gun just like America has the gun. Mm-hmm. Who is the one who created gunpowder? It was the Chinese. It wasn't America. Uh, America just had the intelligence to buy it <laughs> and put it into its most devious use. But nah, man, don't, don't, don't let nobody... Fool you. And, and, and that's why, you know, if you look, up, look at it, man, Chinese always sitting back in the cut, trying to build relationships, which yeah. are really not relationships, but trying to move their tentacles yeah. around the world through so called trade. Yeah. And just like they're doing in Africa, once they get their hooks into you yeah. on a certain level, didn't they do they? Didn't they, they do, do their thing? thing. They didn't do their they try thing to they, you just yeah. like everybody else. They make
3: their presence known. I mean, I've been yeah. saying for the last few years, China's a China's one of the main things they want to do is to import three hundred million people, yeah. export out of China, import into Africa. Three hundred yeah. million people. But listen, I got some more callers, Jay. Just hold on oh, for man, me, bro. All right
7: keep
3: all right caller this is good afternoon caller good afternoon good morning baba ochi hey what's up jay what's up paul jay what's up paul how you doing brother how's things going well
8: mm-hmm. brother i'm alive so if i'm alive i can do better that's right better, i'm trying to do and all the better for hearing your um wonderful show and uh your deliberation my brother and uh I just want to um, interact on the point you raised, uh, the Ugandan
3: yes, Indians Thank you. and
4: the
8: uh, Kenyan Indians. Because as you well know, uh, a lot of them, when they were uh, exiled or thrown out of... They uh, came to
3: England. Yes, they did. Yeah,
8: and uh, mm-hmm. I, I had a very funny experience interacting with some of that those. I mean, I think the majority of them um, went up north, as apparently settled in in London. I think, you know, because they they established businesses up north, um, and they done very. They were quite successful, but um, some of the experiences I felt I had. I mean, I didn't really. Uh, I grew up in the '70s, so I was young those days, but I, I didn't understand. The, dy- the, 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 the dynamics of it. But okay. I knew that it was a, a type of, well, Asians who didn't like black people for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you'd go into their shops. And
3: uh, I mean, I remember one
8: experience I had when uh, my mum sent me to the shop to buy, uh, you know, what we have, you know, yam. And um, I remember the man selecting it. Because, you know, I was only young. I must have been no more than nine. I remember him selecting him, watching him select it, and I took it home. And when my mum cut it, maggots come out of it. Oh man! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maggots pulled out of this thing. And I remember, I remember my mum saying, "Oh, he, his name was—we called him Mr. Jeffrey." My mum said, "Mr. Jeffrey's made a mistake," you know what I mean? Giving. And I remember thinking he ain't made no mistake. Mm. You know what I mean? I remember, mm. I remember being bitterly upset by it because I, I I watched him select it. You know what I mean? And, you know, that is the way they kind of saw us. Yeah. That's the way I,
3: yeah.
8: as a young person, that's the way I felt. You yeah. know, I, even as a young person, I was I was very aware of the um, cultural differences and the, you know the way people treated it. They, they couldn't. Sure. Sure. I did. You you get where I'm coming from? Oh yeah. But 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 I did. I I saw that they were very clever. Like for instance, when they saw they would see older people like my parents who shopped in their Mm -hmm. shop. they treat them very, you know, with all the smiles, with all the jokes, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, when you were young and you could see what what they were about, they treated you slightly different. I mean, more hostile, if you understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that even exists today. We've got a home secretary, Pri Patel, and she's one of of those who came out of um, Uganda and some of okay. the policies which she's put she, she, she's on the conservative the right wing side of politics yeah she's she on the right wing side <laughs> yeah. oh yeah 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 yeah. a lot of them are on the right yeah. you know yeah. uh, right wing side mm-hmm. and um, you know they, they make sure that they um, they go after black people they make sure of that you know what I mean yeah so you know and and then it's interesting when you look at the dynamics I mean in Trinidad mm-hmm. you've got a, a, um, a lot of Indians who come from uh, right Indians. a lot of Indians in Trinidad. Mhm. Yeah, they they seem to run yeah. the show out so, there. Right. Um, you, well, they got go the...
3: Mhm. They got the stores, they have the jewelry stores, they have uh uh um liquor stores, hotels. In, in here in America, they have a lot of the liquor stores and and hotels, especially in 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 smaller communities, especially down south. You know? To some of the, the, the more inexpensive hotels let me catch another call here paul who hang on okay paul thank you okay. 602 602 good afternoon yes brother was here hey how you <laughs> doing man how are you doing brother marcus yeah. yes sir go ahead i'm doing
6: all right i'm doing all right brother i'm gonna make it fast so You know, I am a firm believer that wherever black people make up the mass majority of the population, black people must control the economic and body politics of that community. So what we see in Uganda is happening here in America, locally, nationally and internationally. Black people do not run the economic, business life and body politics of their community. That's right. So yeah, so it's just a it's just on a, a macro level in Africa. But mm-hmm. the same thing is happening here in our communities here in America too. So yeah, you know, it's you know, we got to find a way to break it back. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got to say. So well I'll thank you for that.
3: Out. Uh thank you for that, Brother Marcus. Thank you, brother. Brother, just hang on. If you want to jump in, call again. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, brother Paul.
8: Yeah, I want to. I want to answer to brother Marcus here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's right. Absolutely right. It's, the, it's, the, <laughs> it's shocking, really. I just find it absolutely shocking because, brother, brother okay we 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 talk a lot about it a lot, and I mean, and everybody was obviously concerned. But it's amazing how the same pattern exists. You know, Brother Marcus just reminded us that it happens in America. It happens here, all over the Caribbean, not just yeah. Africa.
3: Yeah.
8: Uh, you name one, Guyana, uh, Trinidad. You've got um, where else is this taking place? Well, where some places where we're the majority, they they're, they're running the whole show. Mm. How has this happened? How has this yeah. been allowed to happen? Well, one solution. Let me offer it. Is is to stop buying. Why why is it that we, we are so we so wanna do business with these people? Why is it that we that we we, we we want to consume their goods so much? Why is it that we wanna why is it that the women want to buy their hair? What 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 is that what is it? What what is it what is the reason? What is it the reason why we want to buy this so much force here to put on our heads? what is this behind this madness? You know? And last week I spoke about we looking at ourselves and truthfully we speak a lot but sometimes we really need to look in the mirror and wonder, what is this madness? Why are we outside their food shops? Why are we outside their liquor shops? What is this obsession to buy from these people? And, you know, you can't even blame them. Sometimes we've got to look at ourselves, you know? Because the reality of it is if we refrain from spending our money with them,
4: mm-hmm. they wouldn't
8: have so much power. And, right. and if we refrain from spending our money with them and we, um, and we put it in differences
3: we would have more power. So, you know <laughs> Well, you know, as I was mentioning in, in what I read about the brother who just wrote the book about uh Uganda and how the British and so forth who were controlling Uganda made it impossible they'd no education and made it impossible for them to to run their co ops and thereby be relying on the Indians for them to uh for sustenance for food and and so forth, and nice. other goods and services, nice. you know, because they nice. prevented that from happening, you know. That's why I can't stand. And I know you live in the UK, but I can't stand the British because the British has bamboozled the fucking world to making people believe that you know that they're 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 the good colonialists, they're the good people, they're the good guys. You know, the British were some of the worst enslavers and colonists in in the history, uh, in the most recent history was the british you know
8: yeah i i, I i'm 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 totally with you i right? i absolutely with you but i'm also and, and i and i and i i also with brother ralph when he said sometimes we've got to take some responsibility yeah you know? i, I mean, with I, I hear too. you You're i right. hear you baba OG, but but for me hate for me to hate these people right i can't hate them and the reason why I can't hate them is because it's too much energy. I ain't giving them one piece of my energy. My energy <laughs> is concentrated you. on me and building me and us. I focus on us. So if we're letting the side down, that, to me, is the biggest focus. I can't focus on that. They're going they right? they right. to do what they do. They have to do what they do because that's right. who they are. Our energy, we need to focus on us. Because at the end of the day, like Marcus Garvey said a hundred years ago, we're still backstabbing each other. We still suffer from xenophobia. We still suffer from wrapping ourselves around the flag and talking about we're this and we're that and all kind of nonsense and don't recognise that we're Africans. And and, and, and even, you know, it's even stranger. Some of us talk like we're Africans. We talk, oh, we're Africans, but still wrap ourselves around the flag. This is the madness of our generation. You know, you I keep
3: agree. up the good work. You too, you my keep brother. Keep that fire burning, always, brother Paul. And you keep listening and calling. I appreciate you, man. Pretty soon, man, we'll meet. Believe it or not, or oh, no, not believe it or not, believe it. We will. We'll. I'm going to the UK to see. Know what, you. OT? We 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 have met
8: on. Many times, many, right. many, many, many. Because we've had many lives, right? That's We're connected sure. in many universes. This is that's just the physical aspects of things. And we, we, you know, whether we meet physically or not, we've already
3: met. That's right, my brother. We're, We're family. Right. We're connected. We are. We're family. All right, brothers and sisters. We end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko: "The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor." is the Minds of the Oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E. Because under the feet of African people, like all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do without, out and them, they show the hell don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shimhotep Hotep means go in peace. Etante Sana means thank you. Habibi Fahadie, means our victorious destiny brothers and sisters we will be victorious peace family hope to see you on Wednesday peace